0: Vet 24-7 is proud to present, said by Dr. Ed. Vet 24-7, visit your local vet, whenever, wherever.
1: Hello, I'm Dr. Ed of Vet 24-7.
0: I'm here to introduce you to some of America's greatest veterinarians. We'll ask these veterinarians to provide expertise on topics that matter to you and your pets. We'll explore helpful hints and amazing stories. We hope that you enjoy their insights and stories and that they help ensure that your pets stay healthy and happy. You feed your pet the right foods, exercise them regularly, and practice good preventative care. What do you need to do to ensure your pet has healthy teeth and gums? That's the topic of today's discussion with two distinguished veterinarians. First, Dr. Kip Magnuson, Medical Director, Sylvan Veterinary Hospital and Veterinary Emergency Clinic of Modesto, California, and Dr. Daniel Cook, Veterinarian of Arlington, Virginia. Welcome, doctors. Hi. Hi. Dr. Magnuson, please introduce yourself.
2: Okay. My name is, uh, as you said, Dr. Kip Magnuson. I'm a veterinarian in Modesto, California. Modesto is located in the Central Valley slash Farm Belt of California. I, uh, I've i been a small animal veterinarian that uh, focuses on feline and caline medicine and surgery for about just over 21 years now, and uh, I own and operate Sylvan Veterinary Hospital, and I have an emergency clinic as well.
1: Thank you, Dr. Magnuson. Dr. Cook, please tell us about you. Hi. Uh, I'm, uh, I'm Dr. Daniel Cook. I'm from Arlington, Virginia, which is really just uh, part of Washington, D.C., for the most part. Uh, I work uh, primarily out of VetWorks Animal Hospital when I'm in Virginia. It's a nice little clinic. And I graduated from Kansas State University in 2009, so I've been practicing a little over six years.
0: Thank you, Dr. Cook. Dr. Cook, is periodontal disease preventable? And, and if so, how, how do I ensure... I do everything I can to prevent my pets from having it.
1: You know, periodontal disease, you know, I, I'm going to go out here and say you, you can definitely delay or in some cases prevent. Some cases are going to be difficult because a genetics factors play into it. But I, in my opinion, probably the, the best thing that, that owners can do would be to, to brush every day. Brushing is probably the most effective, in my opinion, thing that owners can really do actively. And then the other side I'm going to say is is taking your dog and having those teeth cleaned, getting under the gum line, probing, and, and just making sure. In some cases, as much as every six months, if, if, if it's feasible, especially in small dogs. And I think those two things combined are probably what I've seen to be the most effective at, at preventing or really slowing down progression of periodontal disease in animals. But, you know, there, there's other products like dental foods and some washes. And I'm, I'm going to hesitate in saying they're anywhere as effective as those two first things, the brushing and the, uh, the regular dental exams and cleaning.
2: Yeah, I totally agree. Per, uh, periodontal disease is absolutely 100%. Preventable, at least over 90% of the disease is preventable. And what I tell people is that, sure, you may get, would lose the genetic lotto and, and you're going to have to do more for your dog to maintain the periodontal health. And they will lose teeth quicker than, or your cat with the neck carries will lose teeth quicker mm-hmm. than the next guy. But you will slow it down and you will, you by doing, you know, the gold standard is brushing. Certainly, it just as for in humans, the most effective home care is brushing your pet's teeth regularly. And there's actually studies that have shown uh, marked improvement in the reduction of plaque and the plaque-forming bacteria with as much as only brushing three times weekly. Now, of course, daily brushing (laughs) is the gold standard. Brushing your pet's teeth with a toothbrush is best, just a pediatric Mm -hmm. soft Bristle, um, but finger brushes and cloths also help. But you know the toothbrush has been shown to be a superior uh, um, way to go. It's also one thing to point out about toothpaste. Um, it's important that uh, pet owners know that you want to use toothpaste that are formulated for dogs, um, not yeah. um, using the fluoride toothpaste that are formulated for humans. Uh, since the toothpaste for dogs are designed for them to swallow, and human toothpaste uh, with the fluoride, you're not no. supposed to swallow, and you shouldn't swallow it because you can get into other issues. Just as Dr. Cooks talked about, there are other strategies. Most of the other home care strategies are like diet-based therapies. So uh, there's specifically formulated diets, kibble, hard food. These kibble differ from uh, the other kibbles. The kibble tend to be bigger. They tend to hold together more. So when the tooth, it has to plunge all the way through the kibble to break it versus the, the regular kibble, your tooth could plunge through maybe only a third of your tooth can plunge through it before it splits apart. And actually, you can see large breed dogs that eat kibble. You can see where they have a tartar line that's about two-thirds of the upper tooth and the last third is white, is a pearly white. And the dog doesn't chew. You talk to you the owner know, and stuff. And that's because the kibble, they're using a store-bought kibble that just – not a dental-formulated kibble that just breaks off. And a lot of times, I just have people buy – TD is a real good kibble, and I just have them buy it and mix it in with their other kibble or mm-hmm. give it to them as treats. It helps. Dental rawhides, yeah. I think, are uh, really, really good for chewing. There are some rawhides that are better better than others. They're not all created equal. Chew toys can also work well if they're not too hard. The one thing you got to watch out for is slab fractures, especially as the pets get older. Um, They're just like us, you know, they'll crack, start cracking teeth and they crack those big premolars or those carnasals back there. And that's the most expensive tooth to repair, to root canal or to uh, extract. (laughs) Um, And so, you know, there's a lot of people that want to give bones. There's even owners that will recommend (laughs) raw bones. I don't personally have a problem with them. I say you stay away from the cooked bones, but I will warn (laughs) you if you do uh, raw bones that the raw bones are softer. So cooked bones are brittle, and you're gonna you can get into other issues with those. But if you do do the raw bones, don't give them a bunch at once, or you will have a colon packed full of concrete because that bone will the, the the large intestine is just pulls water out of the, the stool to make it firm. So if you put a bunch of calcium back there and you pull the water out, it becomes hard. And sometimes we even have to anesthetize animals to, to with uh, bone impactions back there just to break up that uh, concrete. But so you yeah. give them small amounts. Um, you just be forewarned. You may be dealing with uh, slab fractures. So in general bones are, you know, I think the whole veterinary community in general kind of shies away from those, but if you're a naturalist uh, you can uh, get away with it there's water additives that you can add to water these work pretty well with cats Um, I would only thing I would say about the water additives there are some good like healthy mouth uh, good natural uh, products out there that you can do all natural Um, there are some products that have chlorhexidine chlorhexidine is a A normal uh, or is a pretty common antibacterial astringent that we use to clean skin for surgery. Some people go ahead and put it on the wounds. But I think the thing you got to remember is it was designed for a floor cleaner. And it does have, um, has been shown in some studies to be in a carcinogenic uh, um, profile. So long term, I would probably steer clear of that product. And usually I tell people to stay clear of the chlorhexidine products. For long term, just okay. because short term, I don't think you're at too much risk, but long term, I don't know. No one wants to win the lotto.
1: <laughs> no. I'll use the chlorhexidine wash sometimes after like a prickly, nasty uh, dental. Just to flesh, flush flush
2: for surgery, yeah. exactly. Yeah.
1: yeah, I'll
2: use it too. But you can get, the, you'll see those chlorhexidine waters. You know, yeah. Where they, where, where they add mm-hmm. the water and you just put in drinking water. And, yeah, uh, I don't. I would. I, just, I don't. I don't.
1: I just don't really think it would make a big improvement on I usually tell people, don't. Because I almost feel like people will do that and then brush less. And it's like, you really need to just brush. So,
2: yeah.
1: So. Well, you know, out of those home care strategies,
2: brushing is obviously the best. But something is better than nothing. And that's what I tell you. It is people. You know, and uh, I, I, you know, to be honest, I have three kids and five dogs. I'm right next to a hoarder. <laughs> and uh, I don't brush my dog's teeth, although I recommend it. It would make me a little bit of a hypocrite. But this is what I do. not I, I to have my dog. How to brush their.
1: I, <laughs> I do dentals on my dog every year, though.
2: <laughs> oh, no, yeah. I clean their teeth regularly. And that's that's one thing you pointed on. Me. But I, uh, I taught three kids how to brush teeth. I don't have time to brush my dog's teeth at this point. (laughs) They like to chew. I give them rawhide, so I guess I'm taking the easier way out, the more passive way out. My uh, mother has her dog, and she brushes her teeth regularly. I tell her that's because she's retired and she has more time. So maybe when I retire, (laughs) it'll be something I'll uh, take up. But at this point, being a busy professional, (laughs) I I will admit that I don't uh, brush brush my dog's teeth, but... uh, the kids will sometimes do it, but on uh, um, but as you said, regular professional cleans is very very key by your veterinarian. Mm-hmm.
0: Doctors, thank you. We've had a great discussion about dental health for your pets. We've been fortunate tonight to have Dr. Kit Magnuson, medical director at Sylvan Veterinary Hospital and Veterinary Emergency Clinic in Modesto, California, and Dr. Daniel Cook, veterinarian from Arlington, Virginia. Doctors, thank you very much for your contributions and your insights on dental health tonight. Thank you. Thank you Thank you for having no us. No problem, thank you. Yeah. Yeah. thank you. It's been great. You're, you're welcome.